justified. Welcome to the sixth episode of Justified, a conversation with Professor Mark DeVos. Today, you are joined by myself, Lucy, and the 2020 Moles President, Daniel, whereby we chat with Professor Mark DeVos, the Dean of Macquarie Law School. Before we jump into this episode, Justified is proudly supported by the College of Law. As the School of Professional Practice in Australia, the College of Law's postgraduate programs are all about the law as applied to legal practice and work to equip you with the skills and knowledge that you need to enter the profession and to continually develop your career. To learn more about the College of Law, make sure to visit their website at colaw.edu.au. Today on Justified, we'll be chatting with the Dean of Macquarie Law School, Professor Mark DeVos. Welcome to Justified, Professor. It's a pleasure. So we know that you're Dean of the Law School and it's been a very different but exciting year. So what is something that is coming up for you in the next couple of months that you are excited about? Look, I was brought in to to do a once in a generation uh, transformation of the law school um, with the catalyst being a, a new building and a lot of ambition and development for the future. So uh, for me, it's about that project. Um, We've already achieved quite a bit and there there are a few exciting years for us to keep on building ahead of us. Keeping that drive and momentum is the key for us. Um, You said it's an exciting year. I'm glad you find it exciting. 2020 (laughs) for me is uh, is a calamitous year. Um, But so we're facing a lot of the headwinds that everybody else is facing. Uh, in, the, in the COVID context, but notwithstanding that, we have that project and keeping that project well on track, that's, that's um, something that really gives energy um, in these difficult times. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that new Kirby building, although I probably won't get to use it. It's going to be a building for everybody. So that is the big change with the building we have, we're in today is that it's going to be a community building. We call it a hub. So as, as alumni and professionals and what have you, um, I hope you will find a home there as well and a place you want to come to and spend some time and collaborate. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds great. But no, let's, uh, let's bring it back to your earlier years, earlier years. Could you tell us why you decided, you decided to study law? By default. <laughs> I, I wasn't interested in anything really. Um, I was interested in politics, policy, changing society for the better. And I had to make up my mind whether I would do political science or something like that. I decided to go for the law because I thought it would give me a deeper understanding of how society worked. Um, and that turned out to be the case, actually. Awesome. Awesome. And, and why kind of the more academic side of law? Look, that grew on me. Um, I, I never had a big career plan. Um, I was a reluctant law student in the, in the beginning of my, my student years. It gradually grew on me, law as a discipline. I had some inspiring professors, particularly one that really made up my mind for me to become more professionally engaged with the law as a discipline. And then the academic side is really first and foremost about whether you want to do a PhD or not. Um, and I decided, um, you know, at very late on, I, I never had a plan to do a PhD, that the PhD would be the best thing to really become an expert in something and that, that it would serve me in whatever career path I would take. Um, so I had more of a professional ambition than an academic ambition with the PhD. Um, 
And the PhD turned out to be a very good jump board for me. So I have no regrets there at all. And I've always had a career inside and outside academia. I'm a bit atypical in that. <laughs> um, and, and so for me, it's been a, been a very uh, uh, interesting ride. So you've just touched on career inside and outside of academia. Can you tell us a little bit about your professional experience outside of um, the academic side of law? So I'm a yes person. When people say something, do you want to do this? I say yes. So at some point, right at the end of my PhD, I was also in the US, studying in the US at that time. Um, I had my mindset on staying in the US and I got an offer from my alma mater back in Belgium, but I wanted to go back to do um, internationalization. And I said, yes, um, it was a part-time position. That's how it started. And that's how I ended up being one foot inside and one foot outside. The path outside was cycles. The first cycle was I was involved in setting up uh, quite a sizable independent business law firm in Brussels, uh, which is a very interesting market for law firms. It's next to New York City, the most kind of extensive, um, if you look at it at a pro capita and economic scale size and also very competitive. So that was a very, very nice experience to be part of a team to set up something brand new. And I discovered something that would be the, the kind of driving force in my career, which is building, 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 innovating, transforming organizations. That's what I love to do. And I've had the opportunity to do that in academia as well. Um, I built a lot of stuff um, in, my, in the university where I, I, I spent quite a number of years. Um, after the law firm outside academia, I, I set up um, an independent policy institute, a policy research institute that was a collaborative experience and ex uh, exercise between, on the one hand, academia, on the other hand, um, government uh, and stakeholders and industry. And I was the foundational CEO of that. That was also a very exciting learning experience for me. Tremendous, um, um, you know, privilege to be able to do that. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I, at some point in, in my career, as I was academically heavily involved in international relations, Australia came on my radar. And I started being in Australia for over a decade, once a year being invited by a few uh, law schools and, and becoming interested in Australia. And that's eventually what made me decide to jump uh, when, when I decided that, well, the Policy Institute is there and it's a nice legacy and, and it it's continues to this day and is successful, but it's time for me to move on. So I'm somebody who's always keen on keeping a momentum of development and learning and doing new things and not standing still. Um, I'm, I'm an anti-routine person. That's what's kept me going. Yeah, it's interesting to hear about that path. I think a lot of people are so set on the traditional law firm path, so it's nice to hear about um, your experience. So can you tell us a little bit more about your path to becoming dean at Macquarie Law School? Look, so I sensed, uh, you know how this works. There is a, there is a vacancy. There's a, you know, recruiters out there. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a talent hunt. Um, and so I, I, I sensed from um, the leadership of the university, a real ambition and aspiration around the law school. And I understood that this was going to be an exceptional opportunity. Um, and it's an opportunity if you wanna, if, if you wanna do sizable renovation and transformation in a law school, it involves a number of skills. Um, 
you have to be able to identify what strategic priorities are, and you have to be able to take a team of people towards those priorities and, and get better by doing that. Um, I also realized the, the law school would have to work very closely with the rest of the university, uh, particularly mm. the faculty it sits in, but across the university, to be successful as a professional school, which is what we are. Um, the law school is, is one of the key professional schools of the university. Um, and, and there was, in my opinion, there uh, untapped potential. Um, and that coincided with some strategic ambitions at the level of the university. So I saw a lot of alignment to do something um, that is pretty unique. I think, um, you know, we, we shouldn't be shouting this from the rooftops or anything, but what is happening now has happened over the, since my tenure two years ago and is continuing is um, um, honestly the biggest change and transformation in the history of the law school at Macquarie. Um, and for the better. Um, it creates a lot of opportunity, a lot of excitement, and a lot of new things, and makes us more, I would say, fit for purpose and fit for the future of what legal education and legal research means. Um, and so it's, it's a really, really uh, privileged uh, project. And I, I kind of sense that, and I have been fortunate enough to have uh, very good people around me, um, to have the, you know, the law school community with me. Um, and and student-wise, um, we are blessed with our students. We are one of the most successful law schools in the country. How, however you look at the student population, quantity, quality, profiles, we are, we are a very strong, very robust, well-established law school. And, and what we're trying to do is to create um, even more value and opportunity for those students into the future. Yeah, that's a really great, great sentiment from you. And um, we're very, very lucky to have you as our dean. But I do have a question. What is your favorite experience so far acting as dean of Macquarie Law? Oh, I would have to, that's a difficult one. Um, <laughs> look, I'm, 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 I'm somebody who likes to do two things. I like to do big picture stuff. Um, so coming up with something that is coherent and will serve the law school for many years to come, a big picture strategy that makes a lot of sense, can be implemented, can be, can be measured and so on. That is a big thing to do. And I think we got that right. And it's not about me. It's very, very kind of you to say that people are lucky with me. It's team effort. It's really collaboration. Um, you know, you can't pull this out of a hat. Um, it's, it's, it's a collaborative, iterative process, but we've landed on something that I think will serve the school and the university for many years. And so that is very, very exciting. Another part of me that is really close to the core of who I am, I like to sell things. Um, and so selling the story, the excitement of this place to our alumni, um, we are doing a big alumni engagement and the collaboration with them, actually, uh, around what's happening in the new building, that is, that is tremendous. It's one of the key things that really clinched it for me, um, is to, to have that ability, because we have such a deep pool of graduates who have done remarkably well, and who are so proud of their experience here, and so grateful of what their experience has meant for them over the years, that is just, just such an exciting proposition to be able to deal with. Yeah, that's really nice to hear. And I think it's nice about the alumni still wanting to be involved, um, particularly with this new building and the opportunities it could potentially offer them. 
Um, so now we just have a quick ad break from the College of Law. Justified is proudly sponsored by the College of Law. The College of Law offer a variety of postgraduate law study options, including practical legal training, which is known as PLT. PLT is all about you developing the practical skills and knowledge you will need to practice as a graduate lawyer. By studying a variety of subjects, the College of Law's PLT program will help you learn about the nuts and bolts of working in a firm or organization as a professional lawyer. To learn more about the College of Law and their PLT programs, make sure to visit their website at collaw.edu.au. So, Professor, you have spoken a lot about your focus on academia. Um, so what area of research are you most passionate about? I'm a world of work person. And, and, I, and I, I say that deliberately that way because I am, I am more than a lawyer. I mean, the, the lingo in academia is cross-disciplinary work. And I, I, I really believe in that. For me, it's much more than a slogan. Because at the end of the day, coming back to the beginning of our talk, if you want uh, to have an impact on society, um, law is just one of the elements. Mostly, it's the outcome of things. Um, mostly, law is reactive to something that is emerging, and then you have a whole process of reflecting, debating, discussing conflicts around something that's emerging. And eventually, through the political processes, you end up with something that you then look at as a law product. So if you want to have a more dynamic approach, a proactive rather than a reactive one, you have to be upstream and you have to start engaging with people around issues. So engaging around issues around work, that's what I do as a scholar, which means that I work uh, and have worked with people from, um, you know, labor market policy people. Um, so politics um, and, and, and public, uh, public choice and governance and labor market econ economists. And that I actually do quite a bit of those disciplines myself and apply them in a way of reasoning with the law. So I have putting the law in a, in a context where you can mm. transcend the technicalities and really understand the, the, the ins and the outs and the pros and the cons and the choices that were made underlying that end product. Um, so the world of work, and that means whatever you can come up with in the course of my career, I've done a lot of work around collective bargaining, the role of unions, uh, the setting of wages, um, the difference in wages, inequality issues. Um, I've, I've done a lot of work around labor migration, uh, on globalization and the impact on human resources and the way, uh, and the way um, employer, uh, employee relations have evolved in a cross-border reality. Um, I've done a lot of work on discrimination issues. Um, I've recently done work on uh, the universal, universal basic income uh, theory and so on and so forth. So I'm a pretty diverse guy. As I said, I never mm -hmm. want to stand still and just say this is who I am. Once I feel I've done something, I want to move on to something new. So I keep on mm -hmm. kind of diversifying what I do, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. And I think it's interesting to learn about all different areas. So of, as you've mentioned, you do look into all sorts of different topics. What is something that our listeners would find surprising about any of your research topics? Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe happiness. I've, I've researched happiness. So there's a lot of talk about um, whether happiness can be measured, made objective. 
and can be seen as a, as a, as a goal for public policy. Um, mm. And if it is a goal for public policy, what it means in terms of policy choices. So I've, I've researched that from the perspective of what does that mean if you want to organize happiness from a, a rule of law perspective? Um, because if, if you, if the, you know, um, the, the American, the US Constitution, the federal constitution, says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which basically is that um, under a kind of traditional paradigm, you look at, let people pursue their own individual happiness. Now, if you contrast that and say, we're gonna organize happiness by public policy, how do they, these two collate and combine with one another? What is then happening? And then you, you immediately go into also issues of social policy and welfare state policies, which is another area of my interests. Um, the welfare state and what it means, um, not just in terms of regulation and government, but in terms of culture and ethics and norms and, and politics and sociology. And I find a very fascinating um, topic to do. So maybe that is a bit surprising. I don't know. I don't know if it's that exciting. There's much more uh, other exciting stuff out there than law, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that is really interesting, actually. That is because I've never thought of kind of happiness to be something quite involved with the law. But I mean, I'm looking at potentially doing my honours thesis um, next year. So what is your advice for students undertaking an honours thesis in regards to research? Look, I can only speak from my personal perspective. Mm -hmm. My personal perspective is that um, the more research you do, the better you become. Um, the route to setting you up for future success in your career begins by the mastery of a certain topic. Um, law is an, an open-ended degree. It can take you in many directions. Mastering something and learning what it means to master something is a skill set as well. So doing a lot of research, particularly for the younger generations who are digital natives, it requires a certain skill set that may not have been central to your educational experience before whereas it was for previous generations, including mine, which was the last analog generation. Um, for us, uh, the entire educational arc from the earliest day to the last was about writing and working with books and, and, and so on. Whereas now, you know, research can be collated quite easily um, and going a bit deeper and having the skill set to work deeper and with more attention to detail and with more profound thinking, I think that is something, so both in terms of mastery and in terms of skills, if you're able, if you're in a position to do that, this is something I would recommend to everybody to do, because it's just another, another arrow, basically, for your bow. Um, you know, it's another trump card. The rest is just follow your, follow your heart, you know? Yeah. Do whatever it is that you enjoy doing, because if you don't enjoy it, it's not going to last. You're never going to get anywhere except by making yourself very unhappy. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we might circle back to kind of your work as Dean at the Macquarie Law School. Could you tell us a bit about your role um, and perhaps what you do on the day to day? My role is to help people. That's my role. Um, now, help can mean a, a big help, which is what I refer to in, the, in what do I like to do the big picture strategy, multi-year vision, giving people a sense of clarity, of destination, of, of commitment, of, of what is your personal role and, and how it, creating a sense of excitement. Um, 
I'm a, I'm a very team-oriented person. I, I love to collaborate closely with people. So initiating this type of culture where people help each other um, and work together, I find that uh, very gratifying. So I'm there basically to help. Now, help can also mean very small things, of course. There's a lot of day-to-day -day stuff. You know, if a, a student uh, you know, is unhappy and sends out another email of complaints, you know, and, you know, that ends up and then, you know, somebody has to look at it and somebody has to say, how do we respond? What is the issue and so on? So it can be problem solving, can be communication, uh, whatever, you know, deal, dealing with, with whatever challenges there are in working in, in an organization that is entirely built upon human capital. Mm. You know, um, it's an organization that is built upon people. There is nothing else but the people and a bit of infrastructure around them. So what is it that you do? You work with people constantly and you have people questions and people issues. Um, now, now, if you're the kind of person that likes to do that, that likes to work with people, that can be a very motivating and, 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 and you know, fulfilling experience. You know, at the same time, when a storm hits you, you are the captain on the ship. And so 2020 was, um, you know, the perfect storm um, for the sector, um, university, and so on. So um, there are obviously challenges there um, and difficult choices to make. So that is another one, to make the decisions. You know, not just to help, but to decide. Um, but decide in a way that makes sense to people. Um, you, we are not a dictatorship. It doesn't work that way. Um, you have to give people a good sense of understanding of the, the why and the reasons, and, and you have to explain and convince people to a large degree why the decisions are what they, what they are, uh, and collaborate around these decisions. So um, it's, it's a bit of a mixture. Um, I do a lot of public representation. I mentioned that as well. Um, you know, the, 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 the dean of a law school is, is a facade, is a person who carries the law school both within the institution, which is a big institution with a lot of layers and um, a lot of services and departments, what have you. Um, so, so making sure people are aware of the exciting uh, opportunities that the law school offers for the university um, and outside the university, as, as I hinted at with alumni, but also with you know, the legal profession, the stakeholders and so on. So there's a lot of, of, of I would say, relationship um, um, management, cultivation in this role, both, both internally and externally. Um, and, and, I don't know, there's money and so on, you know, there's a budget and, and, and you know, and the processes and forms and what have you. There's, a, there's admin, you know, it's line management, if you like. Mm. Um, so that, that you have to balance and work, work, work your own, um, you know, self-discipline and time management in a way that you, you, you do all of this um, while being constantly flooded by emails and, and, and so on and so forth. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a full load, it's full on, um, but it's something I enjoy doing. I enjoy doing mostly, first and foremost, because I have all these exciting people to work with. Mm. So you've mentioned part of your role is sort of looking after um, when problems arise with students. So at your time at Macquarie, what have you noticed to be the most reoccurring challenge students face and what advice would you give? Now, beyond COVID, which is, which is a challenge for everybody, including yourselves, the one thing that really strikes me as being a challenge for you guys is that very few of you get to study uh, at university full-time. 
um, and that you have to combine a number of things. You're working, you're, you're living somewhere, you're commuting, whatever, and you're not, you're not studying full time. That is the way university life has become. Um, it didn't used to be like that. And I, I come from the period where I was like that, where, where going to university meant that, you know, for four years of your life, that was your life. Um, mm. And um, so not, not having the ability to really immerse yourself in, in university life, in, in, in the friends, in the campus reality, I think that must, I don't know if you miss it, because you can't miss something that you don't know. But I think you do miss it. I, and I, 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 I worry, um, and it concerns me, and I try to work with Moles to ensure, Moles is fantastic. They do so many tremendous things. Um, and I, you know, I really support them. I'm very enthusiastic about that, because that is that dimension, what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, and so having that type of balance between all your personal uh, lives and your money issues and whatever, and then that educational experience, which is so much more than formal education yeah, and a degree, getting that balance right, that's the one thing that really kind of concerns me as, as somebody who is basically, as I said, said, I'm there to help. But first and foremost, I'm there to help you guys. Because this whole university is set up around you. It's set up around students. The core responsibility that we have is to deliver students to society. And deliver students to society for us, we have the aspiration that we bring change makers. People who have a certain aspiration and a certain mindset. That's our, that's our goal. That's who we want to be. So getting that right is much more than just, you know, getting a law degree. There's a number of things around that, through that, in the experience that a law degree entails that you have to have. And so making sure that we do that, for instance, we have, as you well know, we have a fantastic PACE program here at Macquarie. And the acronym is a bit is strange, but, but the substance of it is pretty unique. And we have, we have really tremendous opportunities for student experience and engagement and project work and so on. So getting that right and making sure that we kind of transfer certain skills and experiences as well as a legal education. That is, that is a standout thing for us, um, not just for me, but for us, mm. because we have this kind of mission vis-a-vis -vis you guys. Um, mm. And when I referred in the beginning of our talk to how alumni feel, it is exactly for that reason. They feel that when you study at Macquarie, you leave Macquarie with certain things that you at that moment not fully realize, but as life progresses, you look back on them and you say, wow, that really made a difference in my life. And, and mm. making sure that we still do that in the context of today, you know, where, where the experience of higher education has changed so much. Um, that is that is a standout priority for me. It's not really a concern, but it's something we take very seriously. Yeah, I think Dan and I um, have sort of fall into that bracket of working and studying and doing moles. And it's always nice hearing about the opportunities that Macquarie um, looks to give us. And I know that we both have done really unique PACE experiences um, and thank the university for providing those to us. Um, so now we're going to turn more to the final parts of this podcast episode. Um, so do you have any advice for any new students starting Macquarie Law School? I would say be bold. 
Um, <laughs> don't look at a law degree as just a way to do a training for a potential law career. Um, mm. The law, law, legal education can take you anywhere. And it does. It's only a small minority of our students who end up and stay as legal professionals afterwards. Um, law is, is something that sets you up for leadership responsibilities, whether it's in the legal profession, in government, in businesses, in NGOs, in, 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 the, in you know, diplomacy, whatever it is, whatever it is. So I would say be bold and think about what you want to do in your life um, and think about being a bit diverse, um, not pigeonholing yourself too much. For instance, there's so much opportunity to do double degrees here at Macquarie. I think Macquarie probably is the champion in that. Um, so exploring that power of combining perspectives. Um, I already emphasized experiences on top of education, yeah? being involved like you are today, doing this type of stuff, organizing stuff, you know, being, being a bit entrepreneurial. Um, that is very important. I was a student leader in my student times, and I can tell you that many of the basic skills that um, launched me on my personal trajectory in my career were acquired doing that type of um, student leadership work. Um, of course, the degree was important, and it was important to have a good grades, and it was then important to have an additional master degree, and it was then for me important to have a PhD. But on top of that, if you don't have a set of soft skills, um, you know, you're going to be handicapped. And soft skills, you learn them by doing and discovering and learning and, and making mistakes and getting better. Um, and so that would be my advice is to think a bit laterally, to combine a few things, to immerse yourself, to embrace um, the academic life that is, is available. Less so today, but still, there's a lot of activity happening uh, online and even on campus now. So, so being open to that and not just seeing studying as the quickest way to a degree mm. uh, and then out. Um, I think you go, if, you, if you have that mindset, you will regret that for the rest of your life. Because I can tell you one thing, you're never going to come back. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> not in a full-time capacity. I mean, you might come back for training and some vocational upgrading and, and, and microcredits and what have you, because everybody will have to keep on learning for the rest of their days. Um, mm. But not in that special context with peers around you, with so much opportunity offered by the institution around you. You're never going to see that again in your life. Take advantage of it. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that's some great advice. You know, I think personally for myself, um, getting involved with the uni was one of the best decisions I ever made and um, really opened up so many opportunities to me. So I, I think that's, you know, really, really fantastic advice. But I mean, on the flip side, do you have any advice for students who are entering the workforce and are kind of near the end of their degree at Macquarie? I would say, one, be proud. You stand for something. Um, you know, wear the badge with, with, you know, with conviction and with dignity. Um, be creative. Um, there are many, many pathways and many doors in front of you. Um, taste, you know, explore. Don't, don't say, well, you know, what do I do? I go to a good law firm and I stay at a good law firm. You may end up there. 
Um, but, you know, if you really want to be successful and make a difference, you have to go out there, go out on a limb, um, you know, and, and, and just so I would say be a, bit, be a bit innovative, push yourself a little bit, look in the mirror frequently, look in the mirror and ask yourself who you really are, where you want to be, uh, what makes you tick and try to go in that direction. There's, of course, a long arc of learning ahead of you. You know, the degree is just the beginning. Then you need to add a lot of layers of different learning and so on and so forth. But, and then life happens, you know, and, and you know, you have partners and whatever, families, what have you. Just make sure you, you, you stay tuned to your inner core and reflect, um, you know, I would say with, with discipline, organize it almost, reflect on whether you're on the right path. Because if you don't, the risk that you will be on the wrong path will be high. That path will then continue. And at some point along the way, you're going to realize you're on the wrong path and there's no turning back anymore. Yeah, that's a good piece of advice. I think that students will um, take and kind of apply to um, when they're leaving Macquarie University. Um, so in terms of a flip side on that, if do you have any advice to students thinking of continuing their studies in law after studying um, their LLB? It's a very sensible ambition. Um, there are a lot of law students and law degrees out there. If you're interested in a career that is built on law, um, I think it makes a lot of sense to do a specialized degree, a master's degree. Um, and I also think, referring to my own trajectory, that a PhD is then the best thing. And that would be my main thing is to say, if you're really set on, on being a lawyer and entering in a legal capacity, whether it's in a law firm or as a legal counsel uh, or in a government and so on, the, the best way to, to kind of set you up for that is to push yourself in your legal education. Um, and that means increasingly research focus because that's where you become a master and you're, you're able to work with subjects and not just absorb subjects. Um, and so a master degree and then a PhD or the combination of the two, and it's quite possible these days to integrate the master and the PhD trajectory and so on, that kind of thing. And a PhD has also become very flexible um, to get. So differentiating yourself from your peers is something that you should bear in mind. Um, and this is something you should do well, it depends on the person. You could do that straight away. You could do that after a couple of years of experience. It all depends. Um, but it's definitely something I would say if today, you enter the workforce today and you say, I've looked in the mirror. Who do I want to be? I want to be a practicing lawyer, whether it's in a, in a law firm or in a legal consultancy or as a, or, or as a counsel, um, you know, a legal secretary or whatever in an, in an organization. But I want to be a law uh, practitioner invest more in legal education, um, you know, push yourself a bit, differentiate yourself, you get more knowledge, more skills, legal skills, and so on. And that's going to serve you very, very well. Uh, that additional time is money well spent, well invested. Thanks for that, Professor. And thank you again for being on Justify. It's a great pleasure, Lucy and Daniel. And uh, best of luck with, with you and for you and for, for Mels as well. Thank you so much, Professor. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Justified. Justified is proudly supported by the College of Law. 
The College of Law offer the largest range of flexible postgraduate study programs, all purpose and skills driven to ensure that you have the best start to your career. The College of Law have 19 locations throughout Australia and provide dedicated support to students for their entire course. To learn more about the College of Law and the variety of their flexible and online postgraduate programs, make sure to visit their website at collaw.edu.au. Make sure to keep an eye out on Macquarie University Law Society's Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn page to see when the next episode of Justified will go live. Thank you.